All right. Yes, yes. It's not Wednesday. It's Tuesday, but we're here. It's not 7 o'clock. It's 6 o'clock, but we're still here. We're live. We're back in action, smashing your speakers like a pumpkin, as excited as Michael Jordan Duncan. You're now pumping the volume into the 3rd and 3 podcast. Special Tuesday night edition. This fun-filled football show is presented by the Sports Column and brought to you by Reebok. Get over to our website, 3rd3podcast.com. Give you all the goodies over there. Check out our discounted deals. I'll tell you a little bit more about that coming up. With me, as always, the best in the game. Wouldn't have it any other way. World champions in my book, Tricky Nicky Gist and the Real Deal, Damian Adams. What's good, guys? What's up, Nick? What is up? It's Tuesday. Thank you for accommodating. It is. I know. This week and everybody's traveling, has stuff. (laughs) So I got a little messed up, but today is Tuesday, not Wednesday. Well, we are glad you are back. We're glad you are back. L.A. did a wonderful job filling in, but, I mean, you're irreplaceable, obviously. Uh, Deep, great show last week. We're ready to have another good one, huh, buddy? Always, man. You know, glad that the therapy is coming a little early this week. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. always, going to kill it and have a, a great show, man. Ready to get it. Absolutely. We're ready to do it. My name is Jason Fearman, a.k.a. The Sports Prophet. Big shout out. To Frankie Fear of the Sports Column for always supporting us, supporting our show since we started back in 2020. So big ups to him. We appreciate we appreciate you, really, Frank. Quite frankly, we really appreciate you. So uh, again, the support is huge, and also the support coming from overseas, guys. I was checking out some analytics and stuff, and dude, like freaking Germany, United Kingdom, Italy, Canada. I know they're not overseas; they're our neighbors to the north, but a lot of listeners from around the world. So it's pretty cool, huh? Oh, all right. Well, we love you. Thank you. Yeah, that's right. Oh, Canada. <laughs> not bad, not bad. And now, uh, got to give one more special shout out, and that comes from all of us, obviously. C. Henry, Carlton Henry, friend of the show, big supporter. He's the man. We love him. Host of the Sports Rap Podcast. We just want to thank C for being who he is, we appreciate you, man. You're definitely third and three family all the way through and through. All right, kids, we ready to rock and roll or what? Ready. All right, well, let's get this bad boy going. What do you say? All right, neighborhood news, neighborhood news. Look, I'm doing a little something different this week. It ain't Meatworks, all right? I'm talking sneakers right now, baby. We got Reebok, and what we got is AI. He's giving you the answer. As a tribute to another Philly legend, Allen Iverson. Wore these question mids with the number six emblazed on them during the 2022 All-Star Game. New colorway is a throwback deal and a special nod back to those who came before. But like AI, back in the day, these mids looked to inspire the next generation of ballers. You know, if AI is wearing them shoes, it's probably going to work out pretty good for you because that man had an unbelievable career and he was no more than an inch taller than one. Love it. So, without further ado, here we go. Neighborhood news. Here's how we're going to do it today. Neighborhood news. There's not a whole lot going on in the NFL right now. We already talked about Bacon Mayfield going to the Panthers, and they do have some pretty cool new helmets. You guys check that out? Did you see that? Yeah, the Panthers got cool new helmets, actually. So, you know, if they can't play good, then look good, right? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> the best-looking best non-playoff team. Oh. Right, there you go, exactly. You know, that's such Some people life. think they're actually going to the playoffs. No, they're not going to. Who said they're going to the playoffs? The Panthers? No, are some people the think they're going to. 
I think Dan Orlovsky's got his mind wrapped around like Baker Mayfield all of a sudden is like a top 10 quarterback some crap like that. I don't know. I can't. Who are these Panthers fans that think they're going to the playoffs? Please jump in the chat hey. and let us know why. <laughs> let them be optimistic. What the hell? What the hell? Let them be optimistic. All right. They need no. a Super Bowl. There's no optimism. All right. No. Trying. They need something. They need something. They need our help. We'll try to give it as much as we can. We're going to talk about the NFC South a little bit later and the NFC North and basically do a full NFC breakdown toward the end of the show. We got Mount Player Player. Nikki, great idea. Top college cities we want to go to, party at, watch a game, or even draw for our own experiences, which is really cool. So I love that idea. Knowledge with Nikki coming up. Whole lot of action. Let's do it. Let's not waste any freaking time over here. Let's roll. So with Neighborhood News... We're going to do a little, would you rather have a little this or that, this or that. So, guys, I wrote down a bunch. We don't have to go through every one of them, but I wanted to start right here. And I didn't want to do it just wide receiver to wide receiver, quarterback to quarterback, defensive lineman, defensive lineman. Try to mix it up a little bit. So, Damian, tell me what you think about the first one. Who would you rather have on your team to start out with? These two guys are around the same age. Um both big-time players, but different positions. So, who would you rather have, Jonathan Taylor or Jamar Chase? Oh, that's a very mm. good one. Got to come out with a big one right away, baby. <laughs> now, definitely two great players who should be in the league for some time to come. But when you talk about shelf life, you have to go with the great receiver over the great running back. Mm. Yeah, unless that running back is – a Derrick Henry or a prime Adrian Peterson, someone who can carry your offense to the playoffs by themselves. As good as Taylor is, he can't do it by himself. So I have to go chase because of the shelf life of a wide receiver over a running back. Okay, well, that definitely makes sense. I get it from that aspect. Um, shelf life, you know, when you're talking about having a player for 10, 12, 15 years, maybe something like that. All right, I get that point. Nikki, do you agree with him? Uh, yes, I do. That's my boy, yeah. Jamar Chase. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's true. He is your boy. That is true. That is true. You are Cincinnati gal. You are the bang gal, if there ever was one. There's no question. Oh, um, wow. I'll tell you. Wow. Yeah, I know. Look at where I go. Why, bang. Why, bang. I'll be taking Why is your dad what? calling out? Why is your dad calling out your, your white shirt and your hat? What, what is that? You want to make sure. My, what's the problem? Is it like after Labor Day, I can't wear white or some shit like that? What's the problem here, Pop? He's calling me out on my dress, and you should have seen what this clown was wearing the other day. He had like flower bathing suit on. And I'm like, dude, this ain't working out. I'm like, you're a man. I'm like, come on. Let's get some solid stuff going on. Real men wear pink it. and flowers, okay? Yeah, the floor <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe he's busting on me like that. All right, Pop. It's all good. I'll see you later. All right. All right, all right. <laughs> guys, I would actually, I, I hear your arguments and they make sense. They're actually valid. And um, But guys like Jonathan Taylor don't come around too often. Now, like, granted, he's not going to be able to do what he's doing now for eight, nine years. Um, but in the immediate future, I guess somebody who I want who can, you know, grind down in the fourth quarter and get you those big 79-yard runs. I don't know. Jonathan Taylor is so hard to find. Not the Jamar Chase you find around any corner, but I don't know. I think I might go with the running back in that instance. All right, so a little disagreement there. Um, I got I got a few more, and I know that you guys got some, so we'll go through them. Uh, but how about, uh, Nikki, let's start with you. They both play defense. They're both prime in their career. Um, different position, though. Would you rather have the pass-rushing T.J. Watt or the coverage 
blanket guy of Jalen Ramsey. Hmm. No, I will take anyone from the Watt family, hands down, all day long. <laughs> if they're having like many more children or whatever, just I'll take them. That's fine. Yeah, right. I know <laughs> that that family's been playing football for a real long time. I don't know. What do you think? They TJ Watt, Jalen Ramsey, both two of the best at their position for sure. Yeah, for sure. This is a tough one. Normally, you would go with the pass rusher because the pass rusher can make up for a lack of coverage by giving the quarterback less time and getting there. Right. But I feel like Jalen Ramsey is so special because he's so versatile. He can stop the run. He can play safety, play center field, or be a lockdown corner for you. So because of his versatility, I'm going to go with Jalen Ramsey over Watt on this one. All right. All right. Hey, what up, Carl? Oh, Courtney's here. What's up? Yeah, we're on a little bit early today. We're doing a Tuesday action for you. Um, Nikki, what do you think? All right, so he's going with Jalen Ramsey over TJ Watt. And you're going TJ Watt because he's a Watt, right? You're going TJ Watt because he's a Watt, brother. End of story. Um, I think I would go Jalen Ramsey. Again, I do love the pass rusher, obviously. That's so huge because he does help out the secondary. But like Dee said, Jalen Ramsey's like a chameleon out there. He can play safety, even bring him in on linebacker. He can, you know, cover pretty much anybody in the league as good as you can. I'd probably go Ramsey, but that's definitely a toss-up. That's a real close one. Yeah, sure. All right. Um, you guys want to throw in a few of yours, or should I just go down my list and then we'll do yours? I got one for you guys. I didn't make any, so... <laughs> All right, let's roll. Of course she didn't. God forbid she follows one friggin' rule on this show. Yeah, really? I mean, you know, I know we don't rehearse over here, but maybe we can at least get some of the topics. That, no, I'm just kidding. Nick. We did enough. It's all good. Had some. Had some. What do you got, Dick? No. So for this one, if you were a head coach, would you rather have a great offense and a horrible defense or a horrible offense and a great defense? Oh. I love that question. I love that question. You want to go first, Nick? No. I feel like, oh, my God. I feel like that depends what era you're playing football in. No, I don't want to go first. <laughs> okay. Well, let me let me give you a hint. Defense. I will take the defense with the bad offense if I'm starting out. Um, strictly because defense can make you plays and give you that short field, even if you're not going to score a lot of points on offense. And, again, offense is something that, Sometimes you can get a little bit lucky, throw a 50-yard bomb, maybe a special teams play here and there. I don't know. But if you have a solid defense and they're not letting anybody move, um, I'd probably have to go defense. Yeah. Yeah, D. Okay. I definitely can see that because we have examples of teams winning with great defenses and horrible offenses, right? 85 Bears, 2,000 Ravens. Yes. We have examples of that. Usually if you have a great offense and the defense is horrible, you can go far. But eventually that offense is going to have a bad day. And usually that bad day comes in the playoffs and they lose, right? Mm. Being a Saints fan, mm-hmm. we definitely had some of those teams that had some great offenses and very, very bad defenses. And we were more successful once the defense caught up. Uh, so I would right. go with a great defense to start off with, and then maybe you can build on offense. Okay. There you go. What do you say? Uh, before, Nikki, uh, while you're thinking of yours, let's see uh, what Courtney's got over here for us. He's weighing in. Got to go with the defense as well. As long as the offense is serviceable and can score at least 13 points, defense can hold them down. Uh, yeah, 
the the points. I don't know because in the NFL they're scoring a whole lot more points. But yeah, we both we all three of us agree. Nikki, you're gonna break uh, break it over there. Or you're gonna go with uh, with the rest of us. No, I generally agree with you guys. It's just hard in today's NFL because they don't let you play defense. But I mean, Courtney yeah. is right. You can have a serviceable offense and still do something. But why are you bringing up the two? The 2000 Ravens. Why? Why are we bringing? It, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. Even, that's the funny. So funny I, didn't, I didn't even think about the 30 for 30. But since you brought it up, why? You know, very right. I picked the restaurant right. on Saturday. I could just change it to anywhere and be like, Oh <laughs> man, right. Oh, she knows better. Oh, True. She's gonna, she definitely give me a hard time when she sees me in person for all these, oh, all these I times. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But no, um, I definitely, like you said, those teams, though, and also if you want to be more modern, you think about the last Peyton Manning Broncos team. Peyton Manning was a shell of himself. That defense yeah. carried them for sure. So you can even come more modern with it. Even the early Russell Wilson Seahawks, like the defense, if you have a great defense, gives you a chance for sure. Hey, think about, you know, like the 2007 Giants. You know, they're another one. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Nikki, I love you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate this game. All right, all right, Nikki. You can get back at me and knowledge with Nikki. Oh, boy. All right, I got an interesting one for you. D, you take this first one. Here we go. Alvin Kamara, or Kamara, however it's pronounced, or Tyree Kill. Oh, wow. Uh, so, again, I would usually go with our receiver here. But I do believe Tyreek Hill, his style of of wide receiver isn't as sustainable as Jamar Chase, right? Because Hill is so big mm-hmm. on his speed. And I feel like once he loses a step, you're going to see a big dip in his production once he loses that step. Right now, he has such a big speed advantage on everybody that his route running doesn't even have to be precise, right? Because he's so much faster. Once he cuts and right. makes a move on, and once he loses that step, we'll see if he can adjust. Kamara, because he's so versatile as far as being able to run between the tackles, he can split out wide, he can be in the slant for you. I'm going to take Kamara, but it is, it's a tough one. But I'm going to take Kamara slightly in that one. Okay. All right. No homer pick right there, obviously. All right, Nikki, what do you say? <laughs> he's the biggest homer. But I might take Kamara, too, I think. This dude is just like, how could you not? Yeah, I think so. It's really close, guys. I mean, the thing with Kamara is that, look, he's fantastic. He's as good a running back as there is in the league and obviously, you know, catching the ball in the backfield. The thing with Kamara is that I'm not calling him little by any means. He's definitely a strong big dude. I mean, look, he broke somebody's orbital freaking fracture, so obviously he's a tough guy. But all joking aside, I worry about him now with injuries in his latter years, you know, going in between the tackles and things like that where he's heavily relied upon. Maybe not as much this year now that they have a good wide receiving core and Winston is back and stuff. Um, But, gosh, overall, I mean, Tyreek Hill is just like an immediate game changer. You know, he just does it like right away, like bubble screen, boom, out. You know, we also the game against the Bills last year, cross over the middle, take it to the house. So, I don't know. I just feel like he's got bigger game-making playing ability, however you want to call it. So I'd probably take Tyreek, but just by a smidge, and that's because I worry a little bit about Kamara's health and, you know, especially what happened last year and stuff like that, bro. So, No, that's definitely a fair point for sure. And with me, with Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill is somebody who can, you may consider small, right? Uh, with yes, Kamara, yeah. So with Hill, he can take that wrong hit. Like I said, if he loses that step and people are able to catch up to him, 
you might see injuries with him. So I think I have the same concern with Tyreek Hill. With Kamara, he is more solid and it's very hard to bring him down because of that. His balance is crazy. Uh, so I would go Kamara, but it is close. Okay. I don't really think you can go wrong with either answer. All right, what else you got? All right, so would you rather have a quarterback with Aaron Rodgers' personality or a wide receiver with Terrell Owens' personality? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> All right, well. T.O. You want T.O.? Yeah. You just hate Rodgers so much. I, you just I really, really do. But I hate really cannot stand his personality. I can smell the hate all the way from here. I'm 1,300 miles away from you. Yes, smell it. I'm sure you I'm can. actually tension in my room right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actual pheromones, right? Shit, man. I Look, um, Terrell Owens is my least favorite football player of all time, and he played for the 49ers, so that has got to tell you a lot. Um, definitely not him. He was a a team destroyer. Aaron Rodgers is not. He's been on the same team his whole career. Owens destroyed the Niners. He destroyed Philly. And he tried destroying Cincinnati and Buffalo and everywhere else he decided to go on the way. I would take Aaron Rodgers. He's still back-to-back MVPs at the age of 59 and 60. What he's doing is incredible. I will take him uh, pretty much hands down. I don't even have to think about it. I'll take the arrogant quarterback. No, that definitely makes a lot of sense. I'm going to come from it from this standpoint. If I'm the coach, I feel like I can handle a diva wide receiver better than I can a diva quarterback, right? Because the quarterback has so much power, especially if there's someone as good as Aaron Rodgers. I can't really tell him anything, right? If he's dead, uh-huh. he's a back-to-back MVP. There's nothing I can really tell this guy. But a wide receiver, right. I can take him out the game. A wide receiver, no matter how good they are, I can say, okay, I can make something up as far as in the game plan to get other wide receivers involved. I can make it to where you're not being productive. With a quarterback, yeah, but is that what you want, though? I don't. I don't want to interrupt you. We're having a. Con- I want to debate and have a conversation. Is yeah. that what you want? Like, I want to have to take my wide receiver out to teach him a lesson, kind of thing. But you I, know what I'm saying? I'm saying it's, it's easier to do that, and then you can get that wide receiver back on the right page. With a quarterback, there's no way to really get him on that right page if he is as good as Aaron Rodgers, right? And it could lead to where maybe it comes down to a playoff game. He's not listening. And you only score, you know, 10 points against the 49ers in the playoffs. So it could come to that mm-hmm. type of thing where maybe in just times with Aaron Rodgers, we've seen Aaron Rodgers on the field do things where he's showing his arrogance. The center yeah. for that year, the center came out because of his chin strap being loose. And he goes out there with the chin strap tucked into his helmet just to prove a point. That type of stuff. Yes. Come on, man. <laughs> like that's the type of stuff that would get on my nerves. At least with T.O., he's going to be the guy who wants the ball and all that stuff, but he's going to go out there and ball, and he's not going to prove a point with his chin strap. If he's going to – and he's – also, him, he's not scared to go across the middle. That's one thing. Usually the deeper wide receivers are scared to go across the middle. Oh, sure. T.O. definitely wasn't scared to do that. So, for me, I would rather deal with that wide receiver than that quarterback. All right. T.O., look, when, when I, T.O. is top three wide receiver for me all time on the football field. I, I've – He's one of the best football players flat out I've ever seen. So I'm taking anything away from him there. Just, you know, I, I guess, yeah, it's the wide receiver. I, I feel like more receivers hurt teams than quarterbacks do. I feel like, again, they have that. Look, Antonio Brown, is he an outlier in all this? Yeah, maybe. But, you know, we've seen other wide receivers act up and 
not that we haven't seen quarterbacks not do it. Aaron Rodgers is, <laughs> you know, maybe the poster boy for his, you know, ridiculous inflammatory comments. But um, no, that's what I love about this. You know, going from both sides, debating. I like it. I like hearing your points. And maybe you guys can twist me around on that. All right. I dig it. Uh, let's see. Let's do a few more, guys. How about, um, okay, I have a really interesting one for you. Nikki, why don't you take this one? You ready? Debo Samuel or Derek Henry? Like, if I'm starting this team, like, tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, you know, consider both of them in their primes, you know, for the most part. You know, which guy would you want on your team that you feel like you can do more with on offense? So, I feel like I want to say Derrick Henry, but I think that he's going to be, like, use goods sooner than we think. So, I'm going to go with Debo. Yeah. Okay. All right. What do you say, Dick? Yeah, unfortunately, because of the wear and tear that Derrick Henry has already taken on his on his legs, uh, being in that offense where he has to carry Ryan Tannehill down the field, yeah. <laughs> as, as Nikki would say, uh, <laughs> I think he's definitely going to break down sooner, unfortunately, than a Debo Samuel. Now, Debo has taken his punishment as well, but it's few and far between compared to Derrick Henry yeah. being the guy who carries the load. And Debo, if you want to stop him from taking that punishment, you can just say, okay, just play wide receiver from now on so you don't have to take the punishment. And he can still be very, very productive there. So I will go Debo. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you guys. You guys pretty much said it all. I would go Debo. He is that hybrid chameleon type of player. He can do so many things. And, yeah, predominantly, go ahead, play wide receiver, stay outside, no doubt. But still, his skill set, it'd be nice to see him, you know, playing, uh, you know, halfback, whatever you want to call it, wingback once in a while, things like that. Um, D, you got any more? Yeah, I got one more for you guys. So this one is a duo. Would you rather have Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase or Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs for the next five years? That's a good one. Ooh. That's good. Nikki's eyes just lit up right answer. there. <laughs> you already know my answer. What's your name? Yeah, that's She loves the Bengals. All right, so Burrow. <laughs> And Jamar or Allen and Step. Wow, that is as close as it gets, man. I can't sit here and ponder, Christian ponder all day on this one. That's really close. I would probably say, I'd probably actually go with with uh, Burrow and Jamar Chase as much. I think Josh Allen is a better quarterback, and I think right now Stephon Diggs is actually a better wide receiver. But projecting forward and this, the chemistry these guys have, yeah, D, I got to go with them. Wow, yeah. you actually agree with me? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Yeah. It was an accident, but it happened. Yeah. You feeling okay over there? <laughs> no, I'm sweating a little bit. Maybe it's this white shirt and the hat that my father doesn't approve of. Yeah. <laughs> Must be the combo. <laughs> oh, now, I definitely see your reasoning for that. Like you said, the chemistry that Burrow and Chase have, especially playing in college together. Uh, I'm going to go Allen and Diggs by a hair because uh, I feel like for the next yeah. five years, the guys are still going to be very, very good. Diggs is a little bit older. He's, I think he's the oldest one of this group. But he's somebody who I think can carry on into his early 30s, still being very, very good. Uh, and Allen is so dynamic. Like when we had the QB conversation, you was mentioning how third and three, who do you want to have the ball in the lead? Yes. And Josh Allen might yes. be the favorite guy for that because he can get in so many different ways. So I'm going to go Allen and Diggs there, but I love chasing Burrow for sure. I can't blame you, though, man. I'm like – I'm right – I don't even want to pick either one because so, it's as close as you can get. It really is. It's so close. And, 
Yeah, you're right. Right now, I think that Allen and Diggs are a better combination, but maybe in a year or two, maybe not so. I don't know. We'll see. But isn't that a great thing that we're going to have to debate for such a long time? I love it. I love it. Yeah. All right, let's do one more. And this one's a big one, guys. All right, last one for me. You ready? <laughs> Lamar Jackson or Aaron Donald? Completely different positions, different sides of the ball. Both have unbelievable impacts. Who would you rather have on your team to start it all out? D, you want to go first? So, Nick, you can think about this one for a minute. Yeah, I'm going to go Lamar Jackson because okay. – if I'm starting off an offense with Lamar Jackson, I know he's going to be productive no matter what. Because you look at what's surrounding him in Baltimore, he hasn't had the weapons but still has already won the MVP. You know that because he's so dynamic, you already have the defense scared. You already have the defense thinking about what you're going to do with him already, no matter what the rest of the team is. You don't even know who your rest of your roster is. Defensive coordinator is already scared <laughs> thinking about how do I defend against Lamar Jackson. So I want to have that Aaron Donald, man, that's tough because Aaron Donald is so good and he wrecks offenses. It's really a tough one. But Lamar Jackson, I love being able to say going into the game, I already know defense coordinator is losing sleep because of my quarterback. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's something out there. Nicky is such a tough one. We're talking about Aaron Donald, who may be the best defensive lineman at all of all time when it's all said and done against Lamar Jackson, who's a quarterback even better than Mike Vick, you know, Mike Vick 2.0. I mean, it's, wow, this is a tough one. You can't go wrong, but what would you do? I agree that Lamar Jackson is better than Mike Vick. I did say that on Twitter. He was, he is more accurate, which people disagreed with, but obviously you don't have eyes. All of you disagreed with him. <laughs> this is a nostalgia um, thing with Vick, I think, but Lamar Jackson is better than, yeah. than Michael Yes, Vick. he is. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I would go I think I would have to go with Aaron Donald on this one. Talk about All giving right. people names. All right, so you're going down with it. Yeah. I think so. And again, I think you have there's to. no wrong answer. No wrong answer at all on that one. And what the main reason being just defense, he can anchor that line, line of scrimmage, is is that it? Yeah. Yeah, makes Plus, sense. You know, I know you like, not that you can go find another Lamar Jackson anywhere, but I just feel like with these right. up and coming quarterbacks, like that's a little bit easier to hit a home run on. Aaron Donald, not See, so That's where my mind went also. I mean, having Lamar Jackson is like having a unicorn on your team. It's just you've never seen anything like it before. But at the same time, Aaron Donald does play in the line of scrimmage, and he controls it like no other. And, you know, he yeah. takes on double, triple teams so his other players can get through. Man, it's tough. But I'd probably take Donald – by a hair, even though Lamar Jackson is absolutely unbelievable. There's no doubt. And again, whoever's not having him as a top 10 quarterback is freaking crazy. That's a whole nother story. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, with these rankings this past week are out of control. Now, I don't know what any of you are thinking. It's trash and you need to redo your list. And some of you are actually credible people from sports news outlets and your lists are whack. Yeah. You can't tell me that Lamar Jackson's a top 10 talent, a top 10 football player, but not a top 10 quarterback. It doesn't make sense. He plays quarterback at D. That's the position that he plays. So he's top 10 quarterback, no doubt. Where you want to put him, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, I don't care, but he belongs in there. And, look, the fact is there are a lot of great quarterbacks in the league, bro, but he's he's amongst them. Oh, for sure. Now, he's in that 6 to 10 group for sure. Uh, you can take out maybe Deshaun Watson out of there, Dak Prescott you can take out. Uh, even a Matthew Stafford. Is oh, yeah, Prescott's way out of here. Yeah, 
But even a Matthew Stafford, because he led the league in interceptions, is somebody who you can make an argument for taking him out the top 10 when you think about Lamar Jackson not being there. Like, Lamar Jackson has to be in your top 10 for sure. And you know what's crazier? I, I'll I take it right now. Oh, go ahead. No, no, you finish. I'm sorry. No, I was going to change topics because I did. Uh, I talked about uh, Madden releasing their rankings for wide receivers, and they had Jamar Chase 18th. Like, what? <laughs> 18th? Yes. At, like, 18th best wide receiver ranking-wise? Yes. Wow. What are they doing? <laughs> what the hell yeah. is that all about? That's yeah, it's weird. crazy. Like, I can't no name way. 17 better wide receivers. Chase? No, you can't. You can't. Not at all. Like he's oh. being your top ten for sure. Who's number one? A uh, Devontae Adams. Devontae, and then what? I'm guessing D Hop, Tyree Kill, Diggs. Yeah, it was. Let's see if I can find it. It was Devontae Jefferson, uh, Cooper Cup, Tyree Kill, DeAndre right. Hopkins, and uh, Stephon Diggs. Then Justin Jefferson. And Mike Evans, that's why I felt like they kind of went wrong. Mike Evans was a little too high for me. And that's where I would have put mm. probably Jamar Chase there. Uh, yeah, Keenan Allen, uh, Scary Terry. Amari Cooper was number 10. So what I was, the hell? Was like, really? Yeah. <laughs> Amari Cooper was number 10. Why? Just, yeah. I don't know. Well, why? I think I honestly personally, I think Chris Godwin is better than Mike Evans. That's just me. Yeah. I, I think that he's more reliable and can do more. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's a right. route runner, and you could do more with him. Yeah. Uh, Mike Evans is so big that he does command a double team usually because of his size and speed. Uh, but Chris Godwin. Right. But he runs two routes. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he runs a skinny post and a long post. That's it. That's all he does. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much. And then yeah, oh. the goal line, he does the, you know, the box out drill. So, yeah, I definitely yeah. drill you there. Yes. And, yeah, Jamar Chase. So, for their rankings, they had Jamar Chase at 87 overall. And Mike Evans a ninety two overall. Wow, yeah. wow, that's that's very surprising. Amari Cooper, that's just one I don't get. I, I don't get that at all. That makes no sense to me. Top ten, <laughs> give me a break. Nonsense. Oh gosh. All right, you guys ready to move on to the next topic of the day? Yes, sir. Let's do it then. What do we got? Mount Playa, Playa. D, you're gonna run this one, baby. So what do we got? Top college cities. To- either party, games to go to, our own experience. Talk to us, man. What are we going to do? What do we got? What's the order? What do you say? Yes, sir. My player player is brought to you by no one. So if you want to sponsor this great segment <laughs> and, and get great. on a, you know, an up and coming podcast that has an international audience, as we learned today, please go ahead and yes. reach out to us. You can reach out to all of us individually by sliding our DMs on social media. Or you can reach out to us, you know, personally through our emails. If you know, reach out to us, and we'll give that to you as well. A serious inquiries only, please, about sponsoring the Mount Player Player segment. All right. Yes, I, I do <laughs> yes, appreciate yes. these serious. Watch those DMs because some of you get a little wild in these DMs, and you know. Yes. Nah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Yeah. If you're gonna, please be respectful in the DMs for all of us, but especially Nikki. Be respectful. <laughs> Come yes. with a serious mindset if you want to sponsor this segment. This great segment on this great podcast. But like Jason was saying, mm-hmm. Mount Player Player today, we're talking about college cities, ones that we want to go to and party, ones that we maybe have been to already, or maybe want to go there for a game. 
All right. So I'm very interested to hear your choices on this one. Let's start with Jay on this one. What's your number four in this college city topic? A uh, very good topic. I like this a lot, even though I'm not a big college guy, but still I have, I do have things to draw off of. Um, my number four is actually a game that um, I was in the press box for, excuse me, and actually calling live on Twitter. And that was back in 2018. I think I mentioned to you guys the most ridiculous name of a bowl game ever, the Cherubundi Tart Cherry Boca Raton Bowl. I'm not kidding. That's what it's called. But the greatest thing about it, though, was, um, first of all, I met Steve Levy from ESPN. He was very nice. And then I met Monty Kiffin and Bobby Bowden, rest in peace, because both of their sons were coaching in that game. Lane Kiffin and Terry Bowden. So I got to take pictures with them, talk with them. It was a great experience, like free, like gourmet food all over the place. I felt like such a freaking big shot. I loved it. It was so cool. It was awesome. Uh, you know, doing post-game interviews with the players, but the game was a blowout, man. FAU, the FAU Owls defeated the Akron Zips 50-3. to So the game sucked. But everything else other than that, from interviewing the players and getting to meet legendary coaches, just like that, it, it was an excellent experience. I enjoyed every moment of it. No, that's pretty dope, man. It's always a dope experience to cover a game. Nikki got to cover a celebrity golf tournament this yes. past weekend. Yeah. Yes, I did. That was, well, it was humid as hell. And Jay, you know, <laughs> getting out to Long Island is not easy. You see, sat on the Verrazano for a hot minute uh, on the way home. Yeah. You know, I should only be like an hour and 15 minutes. Um, but it took about a good three hours, but the golf tournament was really cool. I did get to interview some really cool people. If you guys saw my social media, Merrill Hodge did stop, give me an interview, took a selfie. So we had a good time. There was like a women's empowerment luncheon and yeah, it was good. And, uh, well, at the end of the show, I will share my next piece of major news that I have coming up. So, Ooh, all right. Look at that TC. Yes, for sure. I like the tease. And was this like your first sports media experience? Like a big, like a big event like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, that's but, pretty dope, man. It's all the first one, the pop and cherry event. For when it comes to those, are always oh. super exciting. <laughs> when it comes yeah. to that, popping your cherry bundy tart cherry bowl event. That's what you're popping. Okay, <laughs> you use that line on dates or or what? <laughs> They don't give a shit. I don't even bother with that. No, <laughs> I've had to use a line for like 20 years. I don't even know what they are anymore. But I'll tell you the greatest line I ever had in my life was from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Will Smith, when he said, yo, baby, hurry up and give me your phone number before I don't want it no more. Greatest thing I ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> Fucking lost it. Lost it. I actually used that once and it worked because she thought it was the funniest thing she ever heard in her life. I, I, when I saw that, I, I, I lost my shit. I thought, I'm like, that is hysterical. That's exactly the way to do it. <laughs> wow. All right. Only works if you make a laugh. They don't work to actually be like, oh, exactly. Exactly. It's just to, if you're trying to make the girl laugh and she finds it funny, you're just being corny with it, having a good time. That's how the line yeah. works. So, yeah. But you know what? Sure, if she ain't going to laugh at it, if she ain't going to laugh at it, I ain't going to want to date her anyway. Because if it's going over her head and she don't get the joke, then you know what? I ain't with you. That's it. So I learned yeah, right there in that. And it's true. It's also the tone you say it in. Like, you could tell, like, I'm not being serious with this. I'm just trying to do an icebreaker. Right. With right, right. So if right. you could tell that I'm joking exactly. with you, that, that's a good start yeah. right there. So that's a very good point. Yeah. So like, moving up to her, shaking her, give me a number before I don't want it anymore. You know, she's yeah, being cool about it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
my fault for back in our mile player player. What's your number four, Nikki? Um, okay, so my number four is a I'm calling it a can confirm. I can confirm that University of Delaware was <laughs> definitely lived up to their name of being the number one party school up until till 2019. So this was many, many, many years ago. Oh, wow. I'm not trying to age myself, but um, let me tell you, that <laughs> school is lit. I went to a blue, <laughs> I went to a Blue Hens football game. So we got there on a Thursday. I had a couple friends, you know, that went there. A lot of kids from Jersey go to University of Delaware. Um, and I really just remember, uh, sorry, mom, I, I know you're in <laughs> watching right now, but I remember losing my shoes. I was so drunk. I was walking around barefoot, desperately trying to find like some sort of mall oh. to find like mm -hmm. some, you know, foot apparel. Um, I definitely woke up in a dorm room that I had no idea where I was. Um, I actually don't know to this day how exactly I got back home, but it was like four days of chaos. And let me tell you, University of Delaware knows how to freaking party. It was like wow. the best time, the absolute best time. So, and I'm sure they're still like going hard. University of Alabama has taken the number one spot now and Syracuse is too, but University of Delaware is lit. Okay. All right. So I, I guess imagine. 48 people that live in Delaware have a good time. Cool. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I imagine there's not much to do outside of the university. So they get a lot of yeah. partying in at the university. So I can see why it would be a good time there for sure. A lot of kegs, a lot of yeah. people doing oh, handstands, yeah. drinking beer. Yeah. I can definitely, oh, yeah. <laughs> I can definitely sure. see that for sure. All right. So for my number four, I'm going to go with San Diego. And a city to go to and party in. Of course, San Diego State University is there, but you get a combination of great things there. You have the great weather, so you can always party outside no matter what time of the year it is. December, May, August, whenever you can party outside. It's never too hot or too cold to do that. You can go to the beach, have a bonfire, whatever. And also you get the college kids and you have the military people. So if you want to go and drink super hard, and try to keep up with the military guys, you can do that. Or you can go and party with the college people on the beach. You have this great combination of all these things going on at the same time. So I think San Diego is a great college town to go party in for sure. On top of that, I heard they got the best weather in the whole country. Yeah. Like you said, it's, it's like it's 75 degrees every day, no humidity, just beautiful. Yeah, no, it's great weather literally all year. You pay for it though. So I wonder, like, I wasn't a broke college student when I was there. I was a broke military guy. <laughs> but being a broke military guy is different than being a broke college student, right? When you're a broke college student, you really have money. So <laughs> I imagine being a broke college student in San Diego is very hard because it's so expensive. Uh, but outside of that, it's a great town to be a college student in and party all the time and do those things. So San Diego oh, yeah. has to be on my list. Yeah. Nikki, you ever go to San Diego? No. I probably would go no, and never yeah. come back. So, yeah. <laughs> Get a taste of that good weather. There you yeah. go. All right, cool. I like it, thing. All right. So what's your number three, Jay? Yo, Nikki just talked about it like 35 seconds ago. Atlanta is Atlanta. Alabama is the number one party school in the country right now. So I would go there Friday night, go hang out, get 
totally obliterated, had the greatest time ever, and then go see them play Georgia the next day. So party at night, Saturday, 12 o'clock game, 3.30, probably, you know, primetime action. Go to the game, have a great time, and actually watch Alabama lose in their home stadium against Georgia. That would even be more fun. <laughs> watch them lose. <laughs> That would be awesome. As an LSU guy, nothing would be better than watching Alabama lose. But I think oh, yeah. the, partying, the partying is definitely on a high level there. I think the better your football team, the better your parties. I think that's what happened. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The football team became more and more dominant. The parties became more and more crazier. So I could definitely see that's where that right. correlates for sure. So what's your number Man, three? Man, I tell you, I hear Roll Tide. D, I hear Roll Tide on movies, TV shows. I mean, it's Roll Tide everywhere, man. It's crazy. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Now, everybody's an Alabama fan. Alabama's gotten into that stratosphere of the the fans who just catch on the bandwagons. Alabama's there yeah. now. The Yankees, yep. the Cowboys, the yep. Lakers. Like, Alabama's right. gotten to that standpoint of that type of fan, for sure. Yeah. Like our people got with the Hurricanes back in the late 80s, early 90s, you know, before you were born. Yeah. <laughs> for, sure. <laughs> for sure. All right, Nikki, what's your number three? Uh, so my number three is another, so I did two can confirms. This is my second can confirm. Can confirm the college basketball experience at University of Maryland is lit. Now, I did go to Ooh. Maryland versus Ohio State because obviously they are huge rivals. We all know I love a good rival. Um, wow. They really, really hate each other. Uh, the fan experience was very, very, very cool. And I'm going to give it to Ohio State fans. They did come. But it is a beautiful campus. It is a great party school. Um, and they really actually do drop Chick-fil-A gift cards, like, from the rafters. Like, in a little parachute, they drop it down to you. Ooh. What, you know, Ooh. is this? They have this weird tradition where before you go in, you have to, like, there's a big terrapin out front you gotta like rub the nose like i don't know like i didn't go to university of Maryland, so i walked past the terrapin and my husband's like you gotta rub the nose for luck i'm like what? rub the nose like okay so oh you know God. you go rub the turtle's nose but um it was if you're gonna go i would say pick one of their rival games because it is, it is like off the chain it was so cool that's super dope I've heard good things about University of Maryland. I've had people that went there when they were really good back when they had like Juan Dixon and Steve Blake and those guys. And yeah. they were in the champ, you know, they were in the national championship race every year. Uh, yeah. So I definitely have heard good yeah. things. So that's a good one right there. Really good pick. Uh, so for my number three. D, that, 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 go on. Oh, go ahead. Okay. Oh, okay. No, I was just going to say real quick before we go on, like the whole superstition thing, the whole superstition thing, like, you know, rubbing the nose of the turtle, of the terrapin before you get in. Like, what happens if they lose that day? You know, like, is it, you know, I never got that. That's why I'm not superstitious. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, yeah. I'll sit whatever part of the couch I want to when the game is on. They're going to make one damn difference. No. <laughs> For sure, for sure. But, you know, some people just have that tradition of things that make the fans feel included, and I think that's one of those things that they do, for sure. Now, for my number three, I haven't been here, but I've just seen it on TV, and I imagine it's a super good time. Uh, Madison, Wisconsin, right? If you watch a Wisconsin game, they play jump around. The crowd's going crazy. Uh, you know, in Wisconsin, they're known for their craft beers, so you would have all the different type of beers yeah. that you can have. I'm a big fan of cheese curds. So I would have my cheese curds at their local bar along with their beer, 
My only fear is that when I go to a party, I might be the only black dude there in Madison, Wisconsin. But I'm not <laughs> like, <laughs> I, gotta, I was thinking that. I'm like, there's so many white people up there. <laughs> That's so I was, funny. I was, yeah, I was, I was thinking I might be the only black guy at the bar, but I think it'll still be a good time. It looks like they have a really good time. You can tell that at the football game, they're already wasted when they get there. By the time jump around plays, they're going absolutely nuts, especially when Wisconsin is actually good in football. You can see how, how good a time is at the game. So I would love to go to one of those games, like maybe Wisconsin versus Michigan, one of those old-time Big Ten mm. games. Go to that game, then afterwards hang out in the city. I think it would be a good time. Wait, yeah, what? I like it. Yeah, Wisconsin's always a rough too. What's a cheese cheese curd? Yeah, just a, a fried oh. ball of cheese, like some bread and around it. It's really good. They have, like, different dips with it. Usually you get it, like, bars. Like, it's a bar food. Is, that, is it, like, a mozzarella stick? I, you could, yeah. It's called a heart attack. <laughs> you could compare well, it to it a mozzarella stick. Gross. Okay, so it's like a mozzarella stick. I mean, it does not sound appetizing. Don't come at me, Wisconsiners, but it just really <laughs> no. like doesn't sound. What kind of cheese is it? It could be whatever cheese you want to have. Like, usually, I, cheese. I have like, yeah, I have like cheddar. So usually it's like cheddar cheese in there, and you have like a different dipping sauce with it. I think That's it's pretty cheese good. state. You gotta try. It. You gotta try it, Nikki. Well, we don't have cheese curds out here. We have mozzarella <laughs> sticks, which are bomb, but you know. Uh, so it's like deep fried yeah. cheddar cheese or something. I don't. I don't know yeah. about that. Whatever cheese, just fried like fried cheese. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's not good for you, but it tastes. You gotta change the name. Make it more appetizing. Change the name, especially for tourists. Like if I went there, I don't know that. Like I'm like, yeah, curds sound good. Probably not. What does a hamburger sound appetizing? Like yeah, first of all, I don't know why they call right it a hamburger. Now, it, a yeah, no, it does right sound now. appetizing because I am starving and I would love to throw down on a freaking cheeseburger right now, medium rare. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> well. Should be called a cow burger. Get that out of the way because ham is a pig, so they really fucked that one up, just like the rest of the English language. What else is new? <laughs> now it's very true, but I guess hamburger probably does sound better than cow burger. Cow burger. <laughs> well, that's just that's because we've been conditioned to that. If we called a cow burger from the beginning, hamburger would sound abnormal. That's the way it is. That's true. It's all conditioned. It probably should be. It probably should be beef burger. That's even better. That makes more sense to me. Beef burger yep. and cheese. There you go. Why, yeah, yeah, why there you go. Do that? Yeah. You Solving know what? We just started a brand new thing. We solved yeah. it. Yeah. Right? Mickey, again, solving the world's problems. That's all there is to it. It's what we do. It's what we do. For sure. For sure. All right. We got all track. Right. Where are we? What's your, what's your number two, Jay? Um, it's maybe even one you guys have on your list, so I hate to spoil the party, but if you do, um, I'd love to go to Cameron Indoor Stadium and see Duke versus North Carolina. I mean, when you talk about basketball, all-star, legendary schools, teams, I know Krzyzewski's not there anymore, but Dean Smith, Roy Williams, all the history between those two schools, and the fact that they're basically like even after paying, playing like 275 games against each other or more than that, it's insane. So that rivalry with the way Still there, Jay? I think Jay went out on us. Or is it just me? All right. <laughs> yeah. So Jay went out. So what's your number two, Nikki? Um, Army Navy. Ooh. And I wanted to ask you, have you ever been? 
I have never been to an Army-Navy game. It was a big thing for us to watch the game, uh, but I've never been to it. It was a thing that the officers would go to, uh, us enlisted peasants uh, wouldn't go to the games. We wouldn't get those invites. But uh, it was something definitely exciting to go to watch as far as just being on a Navy base watching the game is also one that you can put on the list for sure. Like It was absolutely nuts. We was going crazy, especially those years when Navy was dominant and our triple option and all that stuff. Oh, it was definitely fun for us to watch. And then we would have like some of us had army friends that would come over and we would talk all this trash. So Na- Army Navy is a definitely a good rivalry game for sure, for sure on that I one. So love, yeah, I would love to, you know, it was at MetLife, I think last year. I don't know why I didn't go. It's back at Lincoln Financial. It's back at Lincoln Financial. And we know my rule. I won't go to Lincoln Financial Field. I don't go uh, no. I don't even go for a concert. I won't go to Philly. But I do think that would be awesome to see in person. Okay. Sorry about cutting out, guys. I don't even know where I left off. Sorry about that. Now you're good. You're talking about Duke. Okay. So you were telling us about Duke, North Carolina. Why is it that you want to go to that game? Yeah, man. I mean, just because of the, the history. I mean, you know, again, like Dean Smith, Roy Williams, Krzyzewski. I mean, all there's just so much history between those, those two schools. And they're like, what, like three miles away from each other? It's it's amazing. So it's like the whole city, the whole town is crazy. That's why they call them the Cameron Crazies and everything like that. So I want to be in that environment. I think it would be spectacular. If I'm going to see a college game, it would be those two teams. No, that's definitely a great pick. That's two great rivalries that you guys brought up. Army, Navy, Duke, North Carolina. Uh, those two are definitely games that I would want to go to live for sure. Like, those are dope. Now, for my number two, I just kept it with the cities. Uh, Tempe, Arizona is home to Arizona State University. Uh, Arizona State is definitely known for their partying. Like, uh, you might hear a lot of yes. comedians when they when they talk about a party school. Usually, they'll make a, a dig at Arizona State <laughs> when they make those jokes. Uh, right. It definitely earned its reputation as a party school for sure. Uh, if you ever hear... Avenue is where all the college kids go. Uh, in my days as a Lyft driver, I've taken home uh, dozens, if not hundreds, of drunk college students back to their dorm rooms <laughs> after partying <laughs> on Mill Avenue. Uh, they definitely know how to get in here for sure. And then with Tempe, it's right by Phoenix. It's like 10, 15 minutes from Phoenix. They're around everything. So it's not some college towns. It's literally just that town and there's nothing around it, right? Or you just have that college and there's nothing else, right? Like with uh, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. You got Alabama, and that's it, right? That's that's all you got there. You're not gonna have too much around it. Uh, here in Tempe, Arizona, you're gonna have everything there, so you can go party wherever. But if you want to party at the university, they definitely get it in. You're gonna have a really good time. So number two on my list is Tempe, Arizona, for sure. Oh, do you it. live? Do you live close to there? Yeah, I'm like 15 minutes away. Oh, that's it. Go. (laughs) I'm no longer of that age. I am no longer of that age of trying to party and hang with those guys. (laughs) So that's why I said I'm not a Lyft driver. I would live vicariously through them, the people I would pick up. Uh, But no, I'm no longer (laughs) of that age. If I'm on Mill Avenue, something wrong happened. I got lost from (laughs) out. Yeah, I'm. If I'm hanging out, it's more of like a Scottsdale thing. I know people have heard about Scottsdale. That's where if you're a little older. You go to Scottsdale party, have a good time there. But the young crowd goes mm-hmm. to Mill Avenue and Tempe. There you go. There you go. Cool. All right. So Jay, number one. 
Number one. Okay, so this was an experience I had. Um, wow, what a game. This was very exciting back in 2018. Um, I went to Florida State first, Miami Hurricanes down here in Miami in a game where Miami won 28-7. The Canes scored a touchdown late in the fourth quarter. The place went freaking nuts. It was it, it was amazing because college is so much bigger down here in Florida than the pros. I mean, the Miami Hurricanes, there's no comparison to the Miami Dolphins. There just isn't as much as, you know, people love the Dolphins down here. It's all about the Canes. So they beat their hated rivalry, <clears throat> excuse me, Florida State Seminoles. And, yeah, like I said, the people that were so hostile, the people in the crowd, it was a Florida State section. Fights broke out and things like that. And I'm just sitting there, I'm like, these guys are crazy. But guys like Cam Akers was in the game, Asante Samuel um, Jr., Travis Homer. Um, so, you know, a couple of guys in there that got drafted into the NFL. But, yeah, just being there, that experience, that excitement of seeing how crazy these fans are and beer flying all over the place after that touchdown was scored, it was great being in that environment. So somebody who didn't have a rooting interest in it at all and just wanted to see a good game, got a good game, and experienced the nature of everything. So it was really exciting, I have to say. Okay, now that's a really good pick right there. I definitely like that one for sure. And I love that you get the game along with afterwards going out and enjoying the town. So if you get to have the good game and then include that in the package, it definitely adds to it. So that's a yeah. great pick right there. What's your number one, Nikki? You're going to love it. LSU. I like have got to get myself to a football game there. I know it has got to be freaking lit beyond all reason. Like it looks like such a good time. I just, I have just want to go for the food. Like I don't really watch college football, <laughs> but I, I mean, I will be an LSU fan that day. I, and you guys know I'm dying to go to new Orleans. So I did look up the distance. Looks like it's like just over an hour to get to New Orleans yeah, like, from like, there. So yeah. yeah like I, and then I just want to go on like a food tour. So yeah, I, you know what? I think I'm going to plan that go to LSU game and then head over to New Orleans and come back like 50 pounds heavier, but that's okay because <laughs> I think it'll be worth it. Now you definitely should do that for sure. Uh, that's my number one Baton Rouge for an LSU Alabama game. Like absolutely nuts to go to. And, uh, tailgate before the game is worth the admission itself like you were saying the food that you're going to get the experience oh. of partying before the game some people party a little too hard before the game and don't make it through the game so you have to make sure you oh. pace yourself <laughs> <laughs> but if you pace yourself it's going to be a good time and if you're going to do the full trip like you said new orleans and baton rouge isn't that far from each other so if you rent a car only an hour and a half so if you say you pick a weekend where both the saints have a home game and lsu has a home game Perfect weekend. You come in. Let's say you come in on a Thursday. You experience New Orleans Thursday and Friday. Saturday, you go up to Baton Rouge, have that experience, and then come back down Sunday for the Saints game. Like you said, you're going to gain some weight for sure between those two tailgates yeah. alone. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to gain 20 pounds, but you're going to have the time of your life. A lot of partying, a lot of fun. So definitely do that. You should have it on your list. I'm mad we didn't go to the Giants and Saints game last year. Uh, we definitely should have did that. But for sure, make sure you do that before you get too old to experience it for sure so within the next 100 years before you get old make sure you go to <laughs> new orleans and baton rouge and enjoy that experience and if you can uh, put it together and have it as a combo package definitely do that okay well you you come you gotta be the tour guy because i ain't gaining all this weight by myself now you know <laughs> <laughs> no for sure you you and my you and your husband come down me and my wife will come down we'll definitely make it a weekend to remember for sure yeah 
All right, so that was Mount Player Player. Again, we are looking for a sponsor for this segment. So if you're looking to sponsor an up-and-coming podcast that has an international audience, go ahead and jump on the bandwagon now before we get too big and the prices become too much. All right? <laughs> Join us now before it gets too expensive. Like they say, today's prices aren't yesterday's prices. So make sure you get on today's prices before they become tomorrow's prices. All right? That's <laughs> right. <the> <laughs> Inflation will happen. It always does. So watch that. Yep. Yeah, get in while the corn is good. D is right. You know, get in now. It's true. it's true. Beware or be out of there. All right. We have our staple of the show coming up right now. Let's do this bad boy. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. It's right on time. What? 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 Yes, yes, y'all know what that means. Knowledge with Nikki time and chair dancing with D. It doesn't get any better than that, baby. That's what's up. All right, Knowledge with Nikki. She brings it every week. Nikki, I did my best, but there's no way I can ever fill your tiny little shoes in a million years of knowledge. But I did my best, girl. So uh, let's get the realness back over here and take it away. You know, at dance competition, I heard this song so many times, and I was just like, really? oh, nobody knows that this is my theme song. That's great. Except you know? <laughs> for me. Um, so yeah, I saw, I saw on Twitter that I guess it was, you know, a little more manageable last week. So I see how it is. <laughs> I ask sports questions, that's why. Um, yeah. <laughs> for a change. Well, you know what? This week, we're not doing sports. Um, I didn't so- think you would. <laughs> So Thursday is National Junk Food Day, and that's fitting since we talked about cheese curds, burgers, food in Louisiana, which is probably the best I'll ever have in my life. Um, So we're going to do some junk food trivia. Sounds good. All right. Who's the first junkie to go? I don't remember who. Who went first last Uh, I'll go first. Screw it. Yeah. Since you did the trivia last week, you go first this week. All right. Fair enough. All right. All right, Nikki, I'm ready for you. Okay, Jay. In what year did the Doritos nacho cheese flavor premiere? What year did Doritos nacho cheese flavor? Mm-hmm. 97? No. D? Nacho cheese. Uh, it's my I'm cheese. Go, it's nacho. <laughs> I'm going to go 2002. 1974. Oh, wow. oh wow! Yeah, I didn't know it was that old. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Maybe cool. Maybe Cool Ranch was the newer one that we were thinking about, Jay. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's what she said. I, I don't know if that was the original Dorito, but okay, we're off. Actually, the very original Dorito was just plain chip. So. Oh, oh yeah, it didn't have like just no. plainless. Lay's potato chip or something like that without the salt on it. Okay. <laughs> wow, you seem like very aggravated about chips. <laughs> something happened? I, yeah. I guess I got to calm down. Okay. All right. I'm going to relax. We're all, only potato chips. Potato but chips. Not like we're like talking about. I thought, but don't you like tortilla chips? Sure. Yeah. Oh. I remember yeah. you saying like you it. like like chips and salsa. So. I do. Okay. Absolutely. 
right. You seem aggravated about Lay's chips. Lay's, you did something to Jay. I don't know what it is, but if, if there's one thing that people are going to find out on this show is that Jay is picky about his food and Nikki doesn't yes. watch any movies. Yes. <laughs> That's both are 100% true. All right. Number two. How many Oreo cookies have been sold worldwide? Since their debut in 1912, this is a very easy question. Very, very easy question. Um, Ma, do you have any idea what your daughter is doing to me? Uh, The question again was how many Oreos have been sold since 1912? And you expect me to get anywhere near that answer? Okay, 32 billion. I have no idea. Dave? Uh, I'm going to go 2 billion. Uh, 450 billion. 350? No, 450. Oh, wow, jeez, gosh. I know. Well, it is America's favorite cookie. Um, so okay. With the Oreo, how do you eat the Oreo? This is a, a age-old question. How do you ah, eat yes. <laughs> very important question. Very important. I definitely twist mine. Cream licking, then the chocolate goes in. <laughs> Nikki, oh, her mind goes in the worst Why places. did you have to say cream looking? <laughs> I can't. Because it's cream. <laughs> all right, I forget. All right, it. Looks, all right Nini, she looks the inside. I'm done. Too. I I'm just done. throw them in the trash because I don't like them. I am done. Oh, what? You don't no, like Oreos? No. I <laughs> she that means she doesn't eat Oreos. That's it. She doesn't eat Oreos. She's very strange. We all know this. And, you know, there's proof I'm to the, the point food? oh uh, hold on i'm the weird one with food Are no you i'm just picky i'm picky yeah. no. i know what i like yeah. no um, uh, you cannot call me we've been on this show for two years wait d he's the one that doesn't even eat thanksgiving food are you serious yeah. he's like no nah, i don't touch turkey i ain't touching stuffing oh you guys eat biscuits maybe i like it then. like what are you talking about i'm weird yes i what have to I go with nikki on, i have to go with nikki on this one when it comes to food you're definitely the weird one jay <laughs> absolutely i have no problem admitting that i'm not even trying to like back it up i am 100 percent weird i'm picky nobody i like i'm 42 freaking years old i'm not changing now that's it done deal and I'm yeah. still alive. Thank God. I think I think you can tell a lot about a person by the way they eat their Oreos. I have like a few different ways I'll go about it. If I have milk, I will dip in the milk, then eat the whole Oreo that way. Or I do do the twist, get the cream a little bit, then I'll put it back. So like I'll taste the cream, put it back, and then eat it that way. <laughs> <laughs> so, maybe I should have said taste the cream. That makes sense. Taste the cream. That, that doesn't sound so X-rated. <laughs> just taste it. Yeah, we, yeah, no, I, yeah. Okay, well, speaking of yep. chips, Jay. No, Whoever knew that cookies can be so sexual? All right. Well. <laughs> what it, it is called, some people it. do refer to it as a cookie, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. It's a good thing I put explicit content on this show. Perfect. I love it. Well done, dude. We'll need it for uh, this segment. We are freaking our sister out right now, and I love every second of it. All right, let's keep it yes, going. Mom, More embarrassing so moments. Yeah, no, it went sideways. Thank you you got that right, Ma. This went way sideways. We are off the curb. Divider is missing on the way down off the bridge. 
yeah, well, <laughs> we're like, yeah, we already went off the bridge. Okay, yep, can we talk about potato chips since like that shouldn't be sexual, right? Okay, <laughs> the average we'll American. I mean, the chips are called Lay's chips, so I mean, how's you know? Jen, cool. what? Okay. I mean, you need to go on a date or something today. What? This is so you're, you're, you're laying them up. These are easy dunks. No, These I, are easy. No, dunks. no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm, no, I'm not laying anything. You don't realize what you're doing. I'm telling you, it's happening. No, no, no. You're not usually <laughs> like that. Back me up. Somebody back me up. No, the no, no. Be real with that. Uh, you, you gotta take these opportunities. Like we. We are freeing the curse words. You got to free the you. windows. You have to do all these Thank things. You. Thank you. How many times we talk about food on this show? How is somebody who wants to make cursing an everyday part of three-year-old's lives having a problem with Lay's potato chips? I don't. I'm just yeah. saying you're like uh, like overly sexual today. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I hope my people from work are not listening to this at all right now. Oh, no, I'm sure he's like a fantastic uh, employee, employee. Yeah, don't ruin my rep. I mean, they love me over there. Come on. I know. You know, I'm a well-liked person at, the, at this place. I don't want to ruin the whole thing because no, no, I know. No, I know. It just, things. it just seemed like we were, we just veered like way into, yeah. Okay. Way off. Mom has lost it right now. She's, she's gone. Mom's laughing around. Can we talk about chips? Yes. If you want to. Okay. Well, I'm trying. Okay. The average American eats how many pounds of potato chips per year? An average American eats how many pounds of potato chips a year? Um, pounds. How about 12? D? Uh, I feel like that's a lot. Uh, I'm going to go seven pounds. Uh, like in the interest of moving this along and you're pretty close, I will give it to you four pounds. So, okay. All right. All right. Yep. Okay. Food issues. <laughs> I love this. I, this is I great. Do have, no, I do have food issues. I really do. So I am all weird, but like, I like Thanksgiving food. So, I mean, Friends, you like lays and cookies. I got it. She understands. Nini. Okay. She, oh, no. <laughs> if you guys ever see, Nini drunk eat. It is hysterical. <laughs> Absolutely hysterical. Um, okay. Oh, friend, she already did the whole Dorito thing. We already went off the rails with that one, man. Okay, well, we're doing ice cream next. So, like, are we going to be okay or should we just skip this all together? Because we don't know. We're going to find out. This is no holds barred. This is what my last question before yeah, I tap okay. out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> How many gallons of ice cream do U.S based ice cream companies produce each year? Another very easy question. So how many, um, what? How many gallons of ice cream do U.S. based ice cream companies produce each year? I'm gonna, how many gallons? I will say 50,000, which is definitely not right. Not right. Dick? Uh, I didn't think it would um, 872 million gallons. Whoa, that's a lot. Whoa. Uh, so do you guys eat ice cream or? I love ice cream. Yeah, I do like ice cream. We have dope ice cream and they make ice cream nachos. Oh, the best. Like you can, you'll get like the waffle cone, ice cream cone, and you use that wow. as the chips. And you can pick whatever flavor you want and the uh, Topping would be like chocolate uh, syrup that you put on top. 
and use the waffle cone. Oh, it's so dope. That's interesting. I never heard of that before. My favorite ice cream is definitely Carvel ice cream. They make the best. The best ice cream in the world. You guys ever have Carvel? I have not had Carvel. Is that an East Coast thing? It's an East Coast thing. Um, most. So, yeah, so that's one of the things you're going to have to try when you're over here, bro. All right, what's Get yourself your favorite a nice... flavor? The crowd wants to know, what's your favorite ice cream, your flavor? Mine mm. is cookies and cream. I like that. I like that. Mine is definitely a twist because you can't find it. You see, Ma loves Carvel. She knows what's up. Um, mine's a twist because you can't find it everywhere, but French vanilla coffee ice cream is out of control. It's unbelievable. If you like French vanilla and coffee, you're in heaven. You are set excellent i do i it feels like i would like that because i do love coffee <laughs> and french vanilla flavor so i feel like i would like that you'll like it trust me uh, robbins makes it it's very hard to find but if you find it um yeah get ready to gain about 20 pounds <laughs> zach what about you nikki no i don't like ice cream what? Oh my God! <laughs> so you're picking on me about food, and you don't like ice cream, which everybody in the world likes. Yeah, everybody I likes ice cream. It. You know this. Yeah, no, I have to. No, I you have to like the. Why do you get on me about potato freaking chips, and you don't even like ice cream? No, I don't. Ma, I gotta ask you a question, Ma. Did you adopt her? I mean, did this? I mean, was she born on another planet or something and came over? Like, this is not making any sense to me. I don't get it. I, can't, I don't get it. No, I can't have ice cream. It, you know, your friends like ice cream, butter pecan, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, coffee ice cream. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, I don't. I, don't I am passionate about ice cream. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. okay. Not the weird about, ones. All right. Because you were making chips like oddly sexual. That's why I got on <laughs> you about it. But so your friend says that you used to like ice cream. Is this a thing that's new Who's now? Who's talking like, about? Who said that? Nini, what are like literally never <laughs> ate ice cream before? What are you talking about? <laughs> She made like three different flavors she likes. V yeah, frozen vegan treats. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Next question. Next. I'm gonna pull two rows in the house over here. Butter pecan Regan. Oh yeah, she does like butter pecan. <laughs> um, okay, so number one, D. On average, Americans consume how many teaspoons of sugar per day? Wow. Um, I know Americans are really bad with this, so I'm going to go with how many teaspoons? Yeah. I'm going to say 20 teaspoons per day. Jay? It's a good guess. I was going to say 16. D, I'll give it to you. 22. 22 Ooh. teaspoons, which is sick. All right, all right. Yeah, it's, it's, that's really bad. Yeah, I knew, I knew it was really bad, though. I got to check my diet. I can't imagine you eat a lot of sugar, Jay. It doesn't seem like. Hmm? No, like, it doesn't seem like you eat a lot of sugar. No, I don't. Oh. I don't. Just got to be careful. Yeah, sugar is bad for you. But I like, I like uh, Coca-Cola. I love soda, and that's just, that's not uh, good for you. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's no. real good. I got to I gotta cut down or just stop, stop that. That's just not good for you. Okay. All right, D, number two. Where was the first Pizza Hut built? And actually, I have mentioned this before. So I think I like know this. Yeah. The first Pizza Hut. Uh, I'm going to say the first Pizza Hut was in uh, Carlsbad, California. <laughs> Just super random. <laughs> <laughs> that is very random. No. Okay. 
Uh, Chicago came to mind. I'm not sure why. No, Wichita, Kansas. Ooh, oh, okay. Wow. Well, they got to be famous for something. Yeah. <laughs> Interpreting what pizza should taste like. And Pizza Hut's trash. Like, that is not pizza. If you live over on the East Coast, that is not pizza. Brent, I love it. <laughs> Brent DeCrasse got in. Thank you for the history yeah, channel. He's trolling me, too. Like, it, you know, it's, it's fine. Okay, number three. Where is the busiest McDonald's in the world? Wow, the busiest McDonald's in the world. Like state, you're asking? Like the state or the city? The world. <laughs> oh, the whole yeah, up. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I saw a very busy one that was crazy busy in Phuket, Thailand. So I'm going to go with Phuket, Thailand. Oh, no. <laughs> if I would have got that right, I would have went crazy. <laughs> I agree with Ma. I was actually going to say China. I hope she's right. Munich, Germany. Interesting. Wow. I definitely wouldn't have guessed that. Wow. Well, our German listeners will be happy to hear that. Yes. Yes, we are. Well. show. Yes, we are. Not that good. Now, are. a very interesting thing about McDonald's in different countries, the burgers are so much better. So they're so much better when you get in a different country. Yeah, it's like probably real meat. That's probably probably. why. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like on the menu, like they represent their country. Like in Thailand, they had like, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. They had like teriyaki burgers and everything else on their menu. And Thailand, it was pretty good. You know what they call, uh, you know what they call a quarter pounder with cheese over in uh, United Kingdom? Royale with cheese. It's a Royale with cheese. You guys ever seen Pulp Fiction? Thank you, D. I appreciate it. Because they use the metric system in in the United Kingdom. So they don't have quarter pounders. All right, Nikki. Okay. Let we just last one. We have like this. We got we should have wrapped this up. I hope it's the last one. I really do. Oh my God. It is the last one. Okay. Cocaine was added as an ingredient in Coca-Cola until what year? I believe it was removed. In 1992. Cocaine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would have been pretty fucked up as a kid. I think it was 72. Was it 72? No, no. You guys, no? cocaine in soda. Yeah, I know. I know. No, 1903. Look at oh, that one. Oh, oh. Cocaine and soda in the 90s. I heard about the I heard about the legend for so long. I thought it was more recent than that. You guys, wait, hold on. You're off the freaking wall. Are you serious? And then, like, the whole, all you hear about is the cocaine 80s. So I thought maybe Coca-Cola was a part of it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that's funny. All right. That was by far and away the most insane knowledge with Nikki of all time. Nothing ever will come close to that. I don't think that can be topped. And I'm not sure if that's a good or a bad thing. No idea, but that was crazy. So yeah, thank you, Nikki, again. In the record books that I won the most insane knowledge with Nikki. Yes, yes, yeah. that definitely goes down for sure. That you are in the record books, my friend. Guinness Book yeah. Worldwide, as a matter of fact. It's impressive that that was. Wow. Um, yeah, I see your dad agrees. You guys just give me a hard time. I mean, like, <laughs> I don't even understand why. I, I don't know. My, my father's very sentimental toward females. So, um, you know, I guess he'll, he'll always take that side. I'll always take that, son. 
All right, Pop, I hear you. All right, I'll see you soon. Okay. She's never going to replace us, though. She loves us too much. Yeah, that's right. That's right. She needs yeah. us. She needs, she needs the therapy in her life, and she needs to be able to make fun of her older and younger brother. That's what has to happen. Yeah. All right. Pick on Let's get some more action. All right, Nikki, great job as always. Okay, we're going to close it out NFC North style. So we're going to bust through the NFC North, the NFC South, and then kind of give you a, a quick picture of the entire conference altogether based off an article I did a few days ago with the five teams that think that could come out of the NFC. But let's start with the NFC North, guys. Um, fourth place, Nikki, who do you think? Um, oh, who do I have for fourth place? Oh, Chicago. Yeah. Chicago. Yeah, me too. How many wins do you think they get? About. Um, I went, About. I'm going to say like five wins, and that's All right. pushing it a bit, but I'll go around five right now. D, I'm giving them four wins. I got them at the bottom also, Chicago. Ooh, neat. I just don't see the offense. They have a good defense. You're right, Nick. And I know you've been talking about the defense is good, yeah. but I just don't know where the offense is going to come from. No, I don't, I don't know either. Mimi, you really think Chicago's going to win 10 games? All right, well, we've got a bet on that one. What? <laughs> must be a Bears fan. No, she's she an Eagles a- fan. No, no, no. She's an Eagles fan. A diehard Eagles fan. Annoying. Does she own stock in the Bears or something like that? Because that's insane. <laughs> yeah, nah. I, guys, I got the Bears going five and twelve. We've seen nothing to show us that they're going to be good this year. So no, five and no, we haven't. Be no, and that's unfortunate because I don't want Justin Fields' career getting ruined by you know a crappy organization that can't put it together. So I hope they can make some nice draft picks and maybe get a couple of guys to come over and play football over there because it ain't looking too good right now. Um, it hasn't been looking good for the Lions for, like, ever, all right? Matthew Stafford out of town gets a Super Bowl right away. What the hell does that tell you? But uh, overall, I think the Lions do improve this year, Damien. I, I know this sounds crazy. I think they're going to be an 8-9 and nine team. I think they win eight games this year. All those close games we talked about, I'm not going to regurgitate everything with Arizona and yada, yada, and this and that. But I like the team. I like the fight in them. They play for the coach. It's not a tough division. They can get maybe four wins out of this, three or four wins out of the division, very possibly. And I think they're going to fight, and they're going to be in every game. And we have to remember, because they finished with such a poor record last year, um, at last in the division, that they have one of the easier schedules in the league. So if they win seven or eight games, I'm not going to be shocked. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely not mad at that. I went seven and ten for the Lions this year. Like you mentioned, a bunch of those games last year that went the wrong way, (laughs) including the record for a length of field goal or if uh, Tucker oh. hitting a 66-yarder <laughs> to beat the win that literally hit the bottom of the goalpost and bounced over for the – like some of the luck yep. they had, the bad luck they had last year was absolutely nuts. So I think they can get absolutely. that Yeah, I like that right there. Uh, we'll talk about the Broncos. and We're going to do AFC next week, Nini, but for your sake, we'll definitely talk about the Broncos in a minute. But, Nikki, what do you think? Oh, Detroit? Yeah, I have them yeah. third. Um, I know some people <laughs> think they're going to the playoffs, which is – Mm. Wild, but I could see like I'll give him six games. I just, you know, again, it's like Jared Goff for me. Really is. I know, I know. But sometimes, once in a while, I don't know where he turns into a gamer. It's the weirdest thing. Sometimes he's like, "Yeah, I'm a number one pick. Let me show you." But that's few and far between. All right, so we all agree so far. Uh, Chicago Bears in fourth, the Detroit Lions in third. Uh, as far as second place goes, guys, I'm going Vikings. Um, there's not much change in this division going for me. Again, I'm very if I'm a fan of them, which I'm not, I'm certainly worried about their defense. 
big time. I mean, they can score. We know they're going to score, but they're going to lose games 34 to 31. Just can't have it. They don't have enough players on defense to, in order to get the job done. Danielle Hunter cannot do everything by himself, Nikki. So I know that you have your mixed emotions with Minnesota. Like, what the hell are you? You're up, you're down, you're up, you're down. Um, I'd say their record is at best this year, 10 and 7. And that's maybe being a little bit generous because I think they will score a lot. And I'm hoping for their sake the defense does get better. So I will give them 10 wins where they would possibly be a fringe playoff team, Nikki. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, no, I have them at 10 wins. You know, again, as I always like harp on them, uh, you know, they're just, there's too much talent for them to be this mediocre. So, Mm -hmm. but listen, Mike Zimmer was like a defensive minded coach. So now they have a new head coach. He's more offensive minded. Maybe that's going to help that offensive line. It's too much pressure on Kirk Cousins. Mm -hmm. So they get that fixed maybe, but I I could see them you know, 10 wins. I don't think they're going to win the division, and we all know who that's going to go to, so. Right, right. And Nikki alluded to Kevin O'Connell from the Rams coming over to be the head coach now for uh, for Minnesota, D. So the problem was defense, but they had a defensive coach, so they went the other way. That's the teams normally do. But, again, they got to improve on the defensive side of the ball. But Kevin O'Connell coming in, yeah, he'll improve the offense probably. But what do you think? How many wins do they get? Nini says eight wins for Minnesota. What do you yeah, think? I agree with Nina. I'm, I'm going eight and nine for Minnesota. Like you said, that defense just isn't right. good. The O line is still questionable as well. Uh, so no matter what you're calling, if the O line can't block for you to be creative, it doesn't matter how creative the play call is. The O line can't hold up. Uh, so I'm going you're eight right. and nine for Minnesota. I think the new creative offense is just going to unlock Justin Jefferson even more, and he's going to explode and continue to go on this record-breaking path that he's on as far as his production throughout the early part of his career. But outside of that, I don't see much brightness there in Minnesota, so I'm going to go 8-9. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So to me, Nikki, a little bit higher on them, um, maybe a playoff team. But, again, if their defense don't show up, then it's a no-go. All right, to close out the NFC North, obviously we all have the Packers. Let's talk about why. I'll give you, I've talked to you guys about the Pack before. I really don't think they're going to lose much of a step at all. Yes, Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in the league, in my opinion. But they will find other ways to do it. Look, Aaron Rodgers was good before Devontae Adams. He'll be good after him. They don't have a great great wide receiving core, but they have an unbelievable one-two punch at running back. And that's how they're going to go. Look, if people haven't realized, Green Bay has been running their offense through the run game for the past three years. That's why Aaron Rodgers isn't throwing a whole bunch of picks and throwing for 5,500 yards. They're trying to control the game. That's what Matt LaFleur likes to do, and Aaron Rodgers is bought into it. So Lazard's going to have to step up. Christian Watson, their their second rounder, uh, he's going to have to step up. But all in all, with that defense, I think they're still going to be a top-level type of team. They're going to be right there. How far are they going to go in the playoffs? I don't know, Nikki, but I still got them at 12-5. and Uh, actually, I'm at 13 and four. So okay, um, four year in a row, 13 wins that would be, huh? Mm-hmm. Why do you think so? What's the big thing? They lost Adams. So what? What's the big? What's the biggest reason why you think they're going to get 13 wins again? Well, they're in a shitty division. Um, their schedule's not too terrible. And, uh, oh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. The only thing that's going to hold them back, really, is their special teams, I think. Mm, and that is the big question. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes over there, no doubt. All right, D, what do you got Green Bay's record at and why? I'm going to go 11-6. and six. I do think their offense takes a little bit of a hit, but that defense is still very, very good. Like you mentioned, Aaron Rodgers can make – 
uh, mediocre receivers seem better than they are. So he'll probably do that with the receiving core they have. Uh, but I think they take a little bit of a step back. I think some teams will catch up to them a little bit. But 11 and 6 in that division, they'll still be top there and they'll still have a chance at the top seed in the NFC. All right. Yeah, we all agree. Uh, we all agreed one through four. That really doesn't happen too much in the show, but we did it right there. And uh, Nii jumping over here with a question, uh, Nikki. So why don't we answer that real quick and see the best that we can do? Do you think he is going to retire after this year? If they win a Super Bowl, 100%. If they don't win a Super Bowl and he feels like he's still got it, Nikki, he's going to keep playing. Aaron Rodgers? I don't yeah. know. Me? He says he's going to retire every year for attention. He needs, like, a different kind of cat. Instagram and social media. Like, it's every year. He's like, oh, I don't know if I'm coming back. I don't know. I actually don't care if he does because he's so annoying with his nonsense. Like, but I would he's say running he into Brett Favre. He really is with this whole retirement. Yeah, I know. It's like either shit or get off the pot. Like, really. Um, <laughs> no, he pro- I-, I think maybe two more years if he doesn't win a Super Bowl this year. Yeah, yeah, I think he's still going to be around for him. If he does win the Super Bowl, D, I think he's done. Because then, like, why come back? That's my opinion. I can can maybe see that, but he did just sign with a four-year contract. Uh, Uh, Yes. One-year option or something, yeah. Yeah, so maybe if they win a Super Bowl, I can see him walking off into the sunset because he has a different type of cat. And Uh at this point, the money shouldn't matter. He should have enough money to feed his family for generations at this point. Uh, this year alone, he's making $50 million. What a joke. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, so maybe if he retires, if they win a Super Bowl, but I can see him staying around, too. I can see him being one of those guys that plays into his 40s, and because of his style and the, his arm being like it is, I can see him being one of those guys that last that long. It's, yeah. you know, he hasn't lost anything. He hasn't lost anything. guys back-to-back MVP. That's what I'm saying. So I can see him staying around another couple of years and playing into his 40s for sure. All right. We'll sing. All right, Nini, good question. Appreciate that. And yeah, that's a question I'm going to be asking, I feel like, for the next three years. But let's go to the NFC South and do a little breakdown action over there. D, this is your division, so this is your bread and butter, baby. But um, I want to talk about a couple of acquisitions I was looking at um, going for the uh, NFC South. So let me bring this up real quick. Give me a second. So Atlanta, let's start with them. Um, well, actually, let's start. With, I'm sorry. Let's do this. Let's go in order. Nikki, who do you think finishes in fourth in the NFC South? Let's do that. Um, Atlanta and have them uh, winning four games. <laughs> the schedule four is games. tough, and we don't really know what's going on at quarterback. Um, I think Mariota is out by week six. I'm going to predict mm-hmm. it now. Their line is at five and a half games. I'm going to give them four. I just they have too many question marks. I really don't even. I could barely pick out four wins. I I hear you there, and um, God, uh, yeah, D, you go in a second, but I'm with you. It's five and a half. I'm going under. I think the Falcons get five wins. It wouldn't shock me if it's four, and I definitely agree with you where Mariota is not going to be helping the team win, and we're going to see Desmond Ritter come in and see if he's going to be the future. So I agree with you, Nikki. What do you think, D? Yeah, I agree with you guys. I got Atlanta in last place. It brings me great pleasure as a Saints fan. To say that the Falcons are going to be in last place, like I'm going three and fourteen, they don't have elite talent outside of AJ Terrell and Kyle Pitts. There's not really elite talent on that roster, right. so I see them struggling a lot this year. It's definitely a rebuilding year, 
So I'm going to go 3 and 14 for the Falcons. And we'll see. Look, if Drake London is that top wide receiver, then him and Pitts could be a nice combination. But Mariota's throwing the ball, so it's not like we're getting real excited about that whole thing. You know, so they lost, obviously, Matt Ryan. Russell Gage went over to Tampa. We're going to be talking about that in a little bit. Calvin really suspended. Hayden Hurst is out. Dante Fowler is out. That's a lot. And they brought in just a few guys that can really contribute. You know, Grady Jarrett sticking around. Uh, Casey Hayward, I like that a lot. Um, but, uh, you know, they still got Cordero Patterson, and they need a running game more than just Patterson. So they brought in Damian Williams, who, D, I called you that for maybe the first two weeks that I met you. <laughs> you remember that? But I called you Damian Williams. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I was like, what the hell's the matter? I'm like, this is, one of, this is my boy over here. I'm messing up his last name. It's like the first one in it. But, uh, yeah, I don't think they're going to get that much better. So, all right, we all agree Atlanta in fourth place. Uh, D, how about third place? I don't think this one is a shocker. Yeah, I got to go Carolina. Uh, we mentioned them earlier with the new uniforms. I do think they'll be the best-looking third-place team in the league. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> they'll be third place. I got them going 5-12. and 12. Uh, okay. I think that Baker Mayfield does keep missing some games. He is going to play better this year and show that last year wasn't the best version of him. So I do think they get an improvement there at quarterback. But it won't be enough for them this year. I think that this is going to be the year where – you see their coach get run out of town because their fans have been trying to get him out of town for a while now. Yeah. So that's the year that happened. So I'm going to go 5-12 and 12 for the Panthers in third place. God, and he got such a huge contract, Matt. Well, seven years, like $62 million. I, I don't know what the hell they were thinking, but they thought it. they did it. They'll get paid, whatever. But um, I'm going to go with D over here, Nikki. I, I got a few more wins. I think they'll go 7-10, and 10, and a lot of that is dependent upon Christian McCaffrey. If he can stay healthy – He's good for two, maybe even three wins. That's how good he is. But they're not going to be a winning team. Uh, Nikki Carolina, a couple of moves. Like we said, Baker Mayfield, they bring in uh, from Tennessee, the running back, Dante Foreman. They still got DJ Moore, who's a very good receiver. But other than that, they didn't bring in a whole lot. No more Cam Newton, obviously. Um, A.J. Boy is out. Stephon Gilmore went to the Colts. So this Panther team doesn't look so great. Maybe seven wins is a little generous, Nikki. Um, well, I have them at six, so I'm right okay. in the middle of you guys there. All right. I mean, they got a little more talent than Atlanta, hence why I have them there. Um, Baker Mayfield will do all right, but, yeah, I mean, it's a big question mark with Christian McCaffrey and you know, the rest of the team. And Matt Rule, like, it's that's it. I think, like, if it's another bad year, he's the first one fired. There you go. And uh, Nini, your friend, is in definite agreement over here on this one. All right, no doubt. Um, Nikki, why don't we go to you? Second place team. Who do you got in this division? The Saints. The Saints go marching in. The Saints. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I have the Saints at 11 and 6. Okay. Um, if I felt a little more comfortable with James Winston, I'd, I'd probably go a little bit higher or maybe have them win the division. So I don't uh -huh. think they're going to sweep Tampa this year. I don't think that that's going to happen. Um, I just, I like the Saints. I like the team. I know they have a new head coach, but he has been with the organization forever. It's really just James Winston for me. I'm just, I think he's a good quarterback. I'm just like not all in on him yet. And really, I know you hate it, Jay, but I just can't, really can't bet against Tom Brady. I just really can't do it. Oh, I don't hate it. I get it. Are you kidding me? I totally understand. I, I, I really do. And Jameis Winston's a guy that you'd like to bet on. D, we're going to save you for last because this is your team right here, but maybe you have him in first. I don't know. I have him in second. So I'm agreeing with Nikki. I have him in second place. Um, Andy Dalton's your backup. I mean, okay, whatever. But bringing in Jarvis Landry is definitely 
huge. As a veteran with Olave and Mike Thomas, that's going to be great. Tyron Matthew, Marcus May, so they got two fresh new safeties to learn Dennis Allen's defense. Um, notable departures, Teron Armstead is the biggest one, along with Malcolm Jenkins. I'm not going to lie. He retired, so that hurts, and, um, and losing Williams. So they added some more on offense, but I feel like they lost a little bit on defense, even though Diaz still think their defense is really their bread and butter. So it's all about them connecting and Jameis Winston doing his thing, not turning the ball over, kind of picking up where he left off. Um, I think that they're one game better than last year. They were nine and eight. I'm going to go 10 and seven on them this year. D. Yeah. I'm not mad at your guys' predictions. I have the Saints in second place as well. I'm going to go 11 and six. Uh, we went nine and eight last year. I think being more healthy this year, having our starting quarterback, hopefully for the whole year, gets us two more wins than last season. Uh, having yeah. actual weapons on the outside with Michael Thomas, you mentioned Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave. Uh, this offense is going to be nice to go along with the defense. Uh, our one question mark is Toronto Armstead. Like you said, losing him at left tackle. Our left tackle coming in, it may be the rookie coming in that starts. Or maybe Trevor Penning? Is it Trevor Penning? Because I messed up the name a couple. Of, I thought it was Trevor Penning, and then I went to Tyler Lindebaum. I'm like, damn, which one is it? <laughs> Forgot yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, we got Penning. We got Penning in the draft. And uh, he's very athletic, but I think that he's going to uh, make sure that we we're going to make sure that we have either have him if he's ready, or we have uh, James Hurst, who's been a good backup for us, who can play multiple positions. Uh, so we'll be okay at left tackle, and if not, we can you know help out there with tight ends and fullbacks. We're one of the few teams that does have fullbacks on our roster to help there and chip out. So we can do that at left tackle. But outside of that, everything else in our roster is that. Uh, I think we have one of the best rosters in the NFL. So I, I'm going to go second place. And, like, I do see a splitting with this year. It's hard to sweep a team for a third straight year. Uh, yeah. So I, I can yes. see us uh, splitting with them. But I see us sweeping Atlanta, sweeping Carolina, though. So I think that's what's going to really boost our win total. They should. They're, despite division rivals and teams knowing each other, they, they should. They should. And, uh, you know, Amy's right. It's it's a lot of this has to do with Jameis Winston. He is certainly an X factor. There's no doubt about it. So um, before we get to closing it out with our NFC five teams that I think are going to come out, I'm going to see if my co-hosts agree with me. Apparently, we all have the Bucks in first place. Guys, I have them at 11 and 6, taking one step back from last year. I think they were 12 and 5. They lost some players, and I'm hearing that Leonard Fournette is coming overweight, not in shape, and that's a bad thing because he's their number one running back. Chris Godwin is hobbled up. I don't know if he's going to be ready for week one, um, but he will be in there. I like the addition of Akeem Nix on that defensive line. I think that's really, really nice and an underrated signing. I really like him in Chicago, so I do believe that's going to work out pretty well. Um, but, yeah, losing Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski for now. We don't know how long it's going to go on. Alex Kappa, offensive lineman that went over to Cincinnati. Um, Jason Pierre-Paul is gone. Dominican Sue. They lost Richard Sherman now, whatever. You know, Jordan Whitehead now with, with the Jets. They lost a lot of players, but given the entirety of the, of the NFC Conference, Nikki, I still think they should do pretty well, and they got your boy Tom Brady. Mike Evans is still there. I think Russell Gage is going to have a huge year. Uh, Nini thinks that Rob is going to come back. He probably will, maybe week 10 or 11 or something like that. Yeah, so I got them winning the division at 11 and 6, Nikki. Yeah, I have them at 12 and 5. I mean, like you guys said, I'm you know, the NFC is not nearly as strong uh, talent-wise as the AFC. And they're still – they lost a lot of people, but they're still one of the best teams in the league. So, yeah, I'm yeah. at 12-5. All right. All right. So, D, we all got them in first place. But how many wins do you give uh, Tampa this year? 
Yeah, I went 12 and 5 as well. I think they'll be okay. one game better than the Saints. Uh, just based off of their success that he's had. And like you said, Tom Brady, that just adds wins when you have that veteran quarterback who's still playing at a high level. And the defense is still pretty good, even though it's not going to be as good as it was last year, I believe. Uh, but I think come playoff time is when you're going to see the effect of those pieces lost that you said. Yeah, man, I think so too. And, you know, because, again, because they lost Sue, um, you know, up front, I think that was really important for them to get Hakeem Hicks. Um, that's going to be a really nice signing. So I like that right there. All right, we got one more thing to close it out before we get out of here. It should take just a few minutes, but um, it's important because I wrote it, so we're going to go over it real fast. All right, the NFC teams that I think can come out, obviously the defending champs, the Rams, certainly my number one team in the NFC right now. My mind could change later on, but, Nikki, I think the key for them repeating is to make sure that they have a running game, especially in the playoffs, because that's what almost hurt them last year. If it wasn't for Stafford and Cup connecting left and right and Aaron Donald cleaning up mistakes that Stafford had made against 17 interceptions, let's not forget that. He may not be able to get away with all that this year. So I think they really need to run the ball, and especially when they had the lead in the fourth quarter, to grind it down. So for me, the Rams, their key is having a solid running game this year. Yeah, no, they have to. I told you guys, the Cam Akers show is coming. So I <laughs> it is coming. People are like low on him, but it's coming. He's gonna have a big oh, year. Nikki likes Cam Akers. Let me put this down in my fantasy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. Right. 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 <laughs> Steal all her players from her. Yeah. Akers you has to. Them. You guys yep. need the my- help. So you might as well. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. She's breaking. Mike's listening too. All right. Okay. All right. He needs the help too. You know who doesn't need it? <laughs> you all need it. So I dread the best team and then I had one bad week. That's all that happened to me. But whatever. <laughs> I digress. It's okay. It's okay. Let the ladies shine. Yes, uh, to me it's it's all about acres or that running game in general, D, in order for them to get back to where they were. Yeah, I what got the Rams at that number one as well. They should be the favorite to come out of the NFC. And like you yeah. said, that running game should definitely be a big part of it. Uh, you don't want to have Stafford too much in control because we know he could be turnover prone at times. Yeah. Yeah. 17 interceptions. Again, the, the defense can't clean up everything and bringing Bobby Wagner in is fantastic. Don't get me wrong, but they can't clean up every single little mess that is made. All right. Or big mess for that matter. Um, I still have the Green Bay Packers in there. You guys already know my stance. I've talked about them up and down between the running game and the defense. And of course, Aaron Rodgers. some people are like, how do you have Green Bay in there? Well, I, because of all the reasons I mentioned. And I know Devonta Adams is not there anymore, D, and he is, to me, the best wide receiver in the league. But they'll score points other ways, and their defense will do really well. And, again, Rodgers was good before Adams. He'll be good after him. He's back-to-back MVP. Why can't the Packers do well? Why can't they be an NFC contender? Uh, they definitely can be. I have the number four on my list, but I definitely agree with all your points. That defense is still very good. And like we talked about earlier, you want to have that good defense compared to a good offense. Uh, so when you have a good defense and Aaron Rodgers, your quarterback, you're going to be in contention. Uh, so I definitely mm-hmm. think the pack is right there in the pack for sure. No, no pun intended. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we always intend right here. Uh, he's not your favorite quarterback in the world, but the man still gets the job done. And the Packers, again, they, they have a very good team all around. But I know your big concern, as all our concerns are, the special teams. That's the key for the Packers. They can get their special teams right, just kick a freaking chip field goal, be able to get a punt off without it being blocked. They would have won that game last year, and who knows what would have happened against, you know, after the 49er game. Well, that's the thing. And, you know, I remember I said that to you guys. I said, 
do you think the special teams is going to be a problem for them in the playoffs? And you're like, well, no, they'll get it together at the end of the year. But that's what their special teams does. Little mistakes, little mistakes, little mistakes, and it leads to a really big loss. So, yeah, I think the Packers, you always have to put them in contention, but they have points of weaknesses, obviously. So, oh, and Mm -hmm. Brian, thank you for the comment. You're right. My boy Brian, yeah, I, I see where your allegiance now lies, my friend. All right, we go back many, many years. But all right, I see what's up, bro. All right, I got love for you, man. It's all good, Brian. It's all good. Yes, Mike, we agree, man. The special teams is it. The special teams is going to be special. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> he says I love it. That's great. All right, so I had three more teams to go. Um, the next one on the list, if I could find my article. Oh, that's my Niners, my San Francisco 49ers. And... D, I think the key for them, because other than staying healthy, of course, they're a ready-made team. Mike, you know this. You're listening. They are a ready-made team. Trey Lance is the X factor, the key, whatever you want to call it. If he gets his stuff together by week six, seven, eight, the 49ers can take off and go on an unbelievable run. They may not lose a game after that because everybody who's a Niners fan knows that Jimmy G is not going to take us over the hump. He's the reason why we lost against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and he's the reason why we didn't get back to the Super Bowl last year. And you can also blame Jacquard Tart for, uh, you know, missing that interception. But all in all, the 49ers have a fantastic team, and if Trey Lance can live up to at least half the hype that we think, it's going to be great because he can do so much more than Jimmy G can. No doubt about it. And I'm putting Mike's comment up there right now. My boy, defense and running game and Trey Day is going to be special. God, I hope so. What do you think about that thing? I definitely can see why you would put them there, but I would I didn't have them in my top five uh, just because okay. of the other teams in the NFC. So my number three right. team was the Philadelphia Eagles. So I know that our new really? Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. What? We went a half hour without pissing off Nikki, and now we're back. You're back. It doesn't take much. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't take much at all. But that's what that's what we love. We love our firecracker, uh, Nikki. There, it doesn't take much to light that fuse. But for Philadelphia, you look at that defense they're bringing back. You look at the weapons they added on offense. Jalen Hurts with another year under his belt, he should improve. I think this team is definitely going to be in contention in FC. I agree. I agree. Um, they will be in contention. I think their defense is underrated. We'll see how well A.J. Brown clicks and how much they run the ball, whether it's freaking Gainwell, Scott, or Miles Sanders. I don't know, but they need to run the ball more and, you know, allow the defense to have a breather here and there. So, all right, I'm cool with that. Um, Nikki, do you think the 49ers ahead of the Eagles, or you think the Eagles ahead of the Niners taking your bias out of everything, if that's possible? Um, no, I – yeah, no. I, I do think the Eagles have an easier path, and I do, unfortunately, think they're going to have a really, really, really good year. But watch out for the Giants, okay? If I had to pick, like, a couple sleeper teams that the Giants can get it together – I think they might be able to do do something. The Niners obviously have a little bit of a tougher road to go. But, again, mm-hmm. I don't think Jimmy G or Trey Lance really need to play hero ball because that roster is so solid. Um, You're right. You know, Jalen Hurts, we have to see him develop. Trey Lance is, you know, he hasn't proved his success yet. So, you know, we'll see. But I, I'd probably edge to the Niners just on a little bit more talent and a little more solid. But the Eagles have an easier path. Okay, that's that's good. I said a sleeper team. That means a team that (laughs) nobody's giving a shot that could maybe come up and do something. Sleeper team. I didn't say Mike knows us too well. He knows us too well. That's it. I love it. Again, I am not like D, the homer at the bottom of the screen. I am not. (laughs) (laughs) 
D is the biggest homer. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. But God bless you for it, man. In the division to get a wild card. Spot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm getting all this this strays shot at yep. for no reason. This is crazy. I'm just ducking bullets. This is nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to bob and weave your way out of this one, man. That's all. I mean, he was um, trying to tell us that he wouldn't go to Green Bay in the winter and watch a Saints game. But, I mean, come on. Right, right. You would go. You'd be there in a heartbeat, man. You might be wearing 12 jackets, but you'd He's be there. Birds and all, whatever the fuck they are. Right? <laughs> yeah. Get all the cheese you want. Make it hot and melt the cheese so, you know, your body can warm up a little bit. Um, Nikki, you're going to like this one. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are definitely in there for sure. I, like we talked about a little bit just about 10 minutes ago, they lost some guys, but they brought some other guys in. Um, again, the NFC is not that tough. Tom Brady's still your quarterback. I mean, unbelievable. 45 years old is going to be when the season starts. Um, if Godwin can get healthy quick, I think that's going to help this team out a lot. And the running situation I don't know, that bothers me a little bit, but here's the key for me, guys. So, like I said, I made a key for every team. It's Russell Gage, and you heard me mention it before. There's no Antonio Brown. There's no Rob Gronkowski for now. So, Russell Gage is going to be that slot guy. I expect him to get tons and tons of targets. How many he catches? I don't know. Maybe between 80 and 90. Maybe even more than that. We know Brady loves the slot. Gage is not the biggest guy in the world, but when he had to play the number one receiver in Atlanta when Ridley was out and whatnot... He stepped up. He made some pretty damn good plays. The guy can play ball. So I expect him to have a really good year with Brady. Um, Brady's going to love throwing the ball to him. And I think that he'll get in the end zone quite a bit. And I think that he's the key for Tampa Bay's offense going forward. Brady needs that slot guy, D. You know that. And I think Gage is going to step, step in there really nice when Godwin doesn't play the slot. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. Bucks are definitely one of those top five teams. I have nothing to add to what you said. Yeah, yeah, they're in there. Nick, Nikki, you, I know they're top five for you. Uh, what do you think, though? You think that – What would you say that Russell Gage would be one of their keys or would you look on defense, their running game, which might be shaky right now? No, he definitely is. But Brady, the thing with Brady is he can elevate pretty much anyone around yeah. him. We've seen him do it in New England, just bringing strays off the street and they, like, go off and everybody tries to grab him in fantasy and then you never hear from him again. So, no, right. it's – um. You know, I think you have to put them in contention, obviously. And no, Nee, I don't want him to retire. I'd like to look at him, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to close this out over here because um, we've got to go. we got things to do. But we got one more team, and that would be Damien's New Orleans Saints. D, I think the reason, uh, or the key, I should say, for your team this year is something that we talked about before, and that's the offensive line. You do have a good offensive line. There are good players there, like, you know, Ram Check and Cesar Ruiz, you know, I like the Andrews Pete for sure, but the loss of Toronto Armstead is huge. So bringing in, uh, what's his name, Trevor Penning, you know, he's going to have to step up really big. So I'm a little worried about the offensive line a bit. I'm a little worried about James, James, uh, James Winston, excuse me. But if the line can pass block, run block, and move the ball, move the line of scrimmage forward, the Saints are going to do really good. So I'm looking at that offensive line a lot this year. Yeah, I definitely agree. Start? I have the Saints as that fifth team. I think they're the top wild card as far as having a chance to come out and make that jump from the wild card to the Super Bowl. The Saints have a good chance to do yeah. that this year. Oh, all the way to the Super Bowl. You know what? It wouldn't shock me. You're really If Jameis Winston plays really well, like the best he's ever played, they have all the weapons in the world to do it. So I wouldn't be shocked at all. 
Um, but Jameis Winston's Super Bowl, God, it's hard for me to see Nicky. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. yeah, the key for them is him playing well in that offensive line. They got to protect and 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 uh, you know pass block and run block. So that that's my key for them. What do you think? Yeah, no, like I said, we already talked about it. it comes down to you know, Jameis Winston, and I'm only rushing this along because I have to hop on another podcast. I know, I know. And guess what? Yep. So can we close out the show? We're gonna do our <laughs> shout outs right now. <laughs> We're doing our shout outs right now. I'm gonna get, make mine really. I always go last, but I'll make mine really quick. Um, on Friday. I'm going to be on Couch Coach Live, all right, with uh, Chris Powell. We're going to be doing all 49ers talk. So I'll make sure I tweet that out, and we'll be back next Wednesday. That's me. Nikki, tell them what's up before you get out of here. Yeah, so I am getting out of here, but I am hopping on at 8 o'clock directly after this New York Giants Rush podcast. So I can just talk Giants. And, you know, that's probably I really need to do that, considering that you guys all hate on them and think that they're not a sleeper team. Um, So stay tuned for that. I'll be on at eight o'clock. What else is going on? My quickly big news. So the Giants did reach out to JSN and I did get approved to cover training camp. Yes. So lots of Giants training camp news coming out directly from yours truly. All right. So big things on the horizon. Beautiful, beautiful. That's well awesome. done, Nick. Yeah. Just don't forget about us when you make it big, okay, sister? <laughs> don't forget about us. Never. All right. <laughs> D, you're getting called out by one of our best buds over here, but that's all right. Yeah. Tell him what's up, man. What's up with the next show? <laughs> yeah, nah, my podcast is called The Real Deal with Damian Adams. Like I always say, keep that kind of life. So if you've just finished listening to us, go ahead and subscribe to The Real Deal with Damian Adams. I just did an episode on yesterday talking about Ryan Garcia. Is he the future of boxing? I did my reaction to Matt on that episode. So uh, please go check out The Real Deal with Damian Adams on any podcast platform. And you see my social media right there, The Real Deal, WDA. The Real Deal, W as in whiskey, D as in Delta, A as in Alpha. I'm a good follow. And you'll get some pretty entertaining content following me on social media. So go ahead and check me out. Absolutely. And on this show, we're going to do some fantasy stuff for you guys because we know we're going to have drafts coming up in a few weeks and everything. So a lot more coming. Stay tuned. We'll be back next Wednesday. We appreciate all the comments, all you guys hanging in, all the support, everything. We love you. Couldn't do it without you. Third and three, we're out for now. Peace.